Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys my top 25 players overall ranking. So what this means is it's running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends all combined to get my overall rankings. Now these rankings are based more of half PPR and full PPR. So if you want some standard rankings, it's obviously going to be a bit different. So you can ask down below in the comments and I will always answer you guys. I love to engage with everyone down below in the comments. So while you're down there in the comments, please click that subscribe button if you're new. I would really appreciate it. I produce content every single day. It takes a lot of effort from me. So I'd really appreciate if you guys could click that subscribe button if you end up enjoying. So let's get right into it. My number one overall ranked player which is pretty much every other person's number one ranked player, and that is Christian McCaffrey, running back, Carolina. Christian McCaffrey last year was the number one running back in fantasy football, and he was over 100 points more than the second best running back. You know what that means? That even if he doesn't have the amazing season he had last year, he had like the ceiling of, or the floor, the ceiling of the player that you think he could be, his floor is probably like 100 points lower, and he could have, even with like 80 or 90 less points, he still would have been the running back one in fantasy football, which I think he could easily be yet again. Now, there is the argument that, hey, the same player normally doesn't repeat as the running back one years back to back. Same thing goes with wide receiver. The wide receiver one typically isn't the wide receiver one yet again from going from 2019 to 2020 or like 2017 to 2018, things like that. But I really think Christian McCaffrey is a really, really safe pick. The Carolina Panthers are pretty much the same team, but just with a better quarterback. Obviously, Cam Newton's probably better than Teddy Bridgewater, but at the end of the day, Teddy Bridgewater's probably better than Kyle Allen. He's going to easily be able to dump it off to Christian McCaffrey. And regardless of what the coaches say, oh, we're going to give less touches to Christian McCaffrey, I will believe it when I see it because they they said it last year. Hey, we'll try to ease him out of the game. They didn't ease him out of the game. That dude literally bitch slapped the defenses all season long. I think he continues to do it again. He almost averaged over 30 PPR points per game. That's right. 30 PPR points per game. He only had one game that was bad that skewed it down. His bad game was like 15 points. I think he puts up yet another great year. Now, my number two guy is a guy who you could also pick at number one, but I personally prefer to go with run CMC Christian McCaffrey. That is Saquon Barkley running back of the New York Football Giants and the guy that is underneath me right now. Now, Saquon Barkley obviously last season ended up getting hurt, so he didn't play the full season, but with that injury, most times people miss like five, six weeks. Saquon just hops back on the saddle, comes back a few weeks later because the guy is a goddamn animal. Now, the Giants offensive line, they build up the offensive line to look a little bit better. Their defense is still kind of eh. I mean, they are going to be in a lot of situations where they're going to have to throw the ball, which you might say, oh, Nick, that's bad. It's not bad. Daniel Jones will still dump the ball off to Saquon Barkley. There's going to be the argument, hey, Eli dumps the ball off more than Saquon because Eli was a more non-mobile quarterback. He's one of those guys that just stands like a statue in the pocket and dumps it off to Saquon, whereas Daniel Jones can actually run the ball himself. But at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley is still going to be getting a lot of targets and a lot of touches. And you better believe, even if the Giants are bad, he is still going to have an amazing season and could contend to be that number one back, especially since, as the, the uh, history has told us, it's never really the same running back being the top guy year in and year out. So at number three, we have Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's kind of funny. These guys were the big three last year, debated, oh, who do you take at number one? And they're the big three yet again, just in a slightly different order last year. I thought Saquon would be the best, but that injury really derailed him. Ezekiel Elliott last season had yet another great season, another top five running back year for Ezekiel Elliott, and the man is going to eat yet again. There is concerns. Oh, Mike McCarthy throws the ball. 
ball so much, so Ezekiel Elliott's not going to get as many touches. What type of bullshit is that? You paid the guy a zillion fucking dollars to be the running back of the team. He's still going to get handoffs. He's still going to get dump-offs until the guy passes away and they give the ball to Tony Pollard. That's just how I see it happening. Personally, I think the best tier of running backs is Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Those guys are on a tier of themselves, but Ezekiel Elliott could potentially be up there as well. The guy checks all the boxes you want for your fantasy football running back. He catches the ball and he rushes the goddamn ball. And an even better check mark is he's on a great team where they're going to have to be able to run the ball late in games instead of having to stray away and maybe just dump it off to the guy. At the end of the day, I think Ezekiel Elliott will have a great year and being number three is not a disclaimer for the guy. It does not mean he's bad. Number three is still a great ranking for Ezekiel Elliott. At number four, I have Alvin Kamara. Two Saints players back-to-back at four and five. Now, I understand last year Alvin Kamara did not play as well. He ended up getting hurt. He finished not uh, that well, but I think, to be honest with you, what we saw last year was his floor. If he gets hurt, if he doesn't play too good, oh, that's his floor. But you know what his ceiling is? Is the potential RB fucking one. This guy is a wide receiver and running back combined, just like all the other running backs that we have seen go before him, but maybe even better of a pass catcher even maybe better than Christian McCaffrey. The guy lines up as a wide receiver, makes the DB miss, catches the ball, and runs down the field. You know what Sean Payton dials up for the New Orleans Saints? He says, hey, Drew, you know what you're going to do? You're going to throw the ball to Michael Thomas, or you're going to throw the ball to Alvin Kamara, or you're going to hand the ball to Alvin Kamara. That's what they're going to do all season long. The Saints are in a division that is prone, prone, prone to shootouts. They obviously play up against Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They play the Panthers, and they play the Atlanta Falcons. In all of those games, those defenses aren't amazing. I understand Tampa's defense is pretty good. The Falcons, as well as the Panthers' defense, will easily get torched by Alvin Kamara and friends in New Orleans. That's why I have Alvin Kamara at number four. Now, at number five, we have our first wide receiver of the rankings, and that's Michael Thomas. Now, obviously, last season, Michael Thomas played amazing. He had the most receptions, most targets ever. He's a goddamn god. Why is he that good? Because he's going to get a million targets. And that's what you want for your fantasy football wide receiver. Now, personally, I have an internal and internal debate with myself every time I'm on the clock at number five. Do I want Michael Thomas? Do I want the safety in Michael Thomas? Or do I want to go with someone else? Most of the time, I try to get that elite running back. But when I tell you Michael Thomas is the safest pick at wide receiver, I am not kidding you at all. This guy legitimately is baked into the game plan. Sean Payton does not want Drew Brees to get hurt, so Drew Brees takes like two steps back, obviously maybe it's like a five-step drop, and he just fucking heaves it right to Michael Thomas. It's just instinct, straight in his brain. And then Michael Thomas gets all cocky on Twitter, oh, I'm the best fucking wide receiver to ever live, oh this, oh that, go fuck yourself, Michael Thomas, because you're just standing three feet in front of Drew Brees getting the ball. Your A dot is not very long, but at the end of the day, the A dot does not matter for Michael Thomas because because his average depth of target does not matter. He could see 10-plus targets every single game. And the guy's a walking catch, so he's probably going to catch 9 out of 10 of those targets, and in some games, he may even see 12, potentially 15 targets. So Michael Thomas is a lock to be very, very safe. I'm not sure. I go with him at 5 every single time, but if you want that real safe pick, you go ahead and select Mr. Michael Thomas. We're going to move now on to 6 through 10. If you guys have enjoyed this far, please, please, please click that subscribe button down below. Now, at number 6, we have my 
my man, Joseph Mixon. Now, there's going to be people in the comments, oh my god, how do you have Joe Mixon above Dalvin Cook? Are you fucking stupid? I understand those comments are going to happen, but Joe Mixon last year, the beginning of the season was god-awful. The back half was very, very good, and I think we're going to see more of the back half rather than the first half of the season. I think that Zach Taylor is going to try to get Joe Mixon involved in the passing game of the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Typically in the past, Gio Bernard would get these dump-offs. No, 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 no longer for Joseph Mixon. He's going to be running the ball. He's going to be catching the ball. And the Cincinnati Bengals defense is not good, so they're still going to be running it. They're going to be in games that are high-scoring because Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Ryan Finley and probably Andy Dalton as well. Joe Mixon was playing games with Ryan Finley and still dominating. He was the best player on the team by far. And what happens to the Cincinnati Bengals O-line last year in typical Cincinnati Bengals fashion their off tackle they draft in the first round just ends up collapsing and getting hurt in the fucking preseason and then they miss him the whole season but now he's going to be coming bike to protect Joseph Mixon I think Joe Mixon has a great year this year I got him at number six and I'm very confident in Joe Mixon this year especially when he's a guy that goes way later than this sixth spot where I got him ranked coming in at number seven we have Dalvin Cook and I find it very very hard to rank Dalvin Cook because the guy is amazing he is probably maybe could be the most talented running back in the NFL he has the speed he has the hands he is a goddamn beast when he's on the field but the worry is his health now I understand oh he's two years off the ACL this that and the other thing the guy misses games every single year last year he was playing very good and then he ended up getting hurt so I'm not going to just say oh he's 100% going to get hurt but to me I bake that into the equation because he's gotten hurt every single year he has played in the NFL the talent is unreal though if you can afford him playing just 12 13 games he is going to make you reach the playoff game but you sure as fuck better draft Alexander Madison later in the draft and make sure you draft good depth pieces at running back because if Cook goes down your team will still be fine Dalvin Cook is an amazing player that's why I got him at number seven now at number eight we have a guy who I also kind of go back and forth on every single time I am on the clock and that is Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns now last year if you look at it the first eight games of the season Kareem Hunt was suspended so Kareem's obviously not playing in those games so Chubb is looking like a top five running back he is a top five running back he's balling out of control and then and then and then Kareem Hunt decides to show up and he's like what's up bitch I'm here and then you know what happens Chubb kind of falls down he's becoming more of a backhand RB1 instead of that top five guy that we saw from him now what's going to happen this year They bring in Stefanski, who is the most run-heavy coach in the NFL. This guy's going to run the ball potentially 60 to 65% of the goddamn time. So they're going to be running the ball a lot. And I think this outweighs the fact that Kareem Hunt was balling out so much. I think you got to worry about the fact that Kareem Hunt is going to steal the pass-catching work, but Nick Chubb is still going to be seeing some dump-offs when Baker Mayfield shits himself out there. They have an okay to good offensive line, so I think Nick Chubb has a great year, despite the fact that a lot of people are trying to throw his name away to just blemish his name because Kareem Hunt is there. At number nine, we have another wide receiver, the guy who I also think could be the wide receiver one besides Michael Thomas. That is Devontae Adams of the Cheesehead Packers. Last year, Devontae Adams' season was kind of derailed from injury. Not really derailed because he ended up coming back, but he had that turf toe. He pulled the A.J. Green type of move. He's hurt with that turf toe. He eventually comes back and he balls out of control. The guy has had 10 plus touchdowns 
every for the last three years, except for last season. So what's he going to do? He's going to come back and score 10 touchdowns. I understand that this team is a run-heavy team. Mr. Matt LeFleur loves to rush the ball. It just gets him going. He's just cranking off, looking at Aaron Jones. And he adds A.J. Dillon, and he's about to come. And then he sees Jamal Williams, and he busts all over the goddamn death chart. He just loves to run the ball, but it does not matter because when Aaron Rodgers gets the ball in his hand, you want to know who he looks at? Legitimately, he sees Devontae Adams. You want to know who else is on this team? Alan Lazard. You don't know who the fuck Alan Lazard is. Most people probably don't even know who that guy is because he w- should have not even been on the team. But MVS and Geronimo Allison were such garbage cans that they had to get the fuck. They're like, get the hell out of here, Geronimo. Go to Detroit. And now MVS is still there. But Alan Lazard's the second best option. It doesn't matter. He's going to feed the ball to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is his go to guy and has been for the last couple of years. I see no reason why if Devontae Adams can stay healthy, he will not be a wide receiver one. Probably. Even potentially, if somehow Drew Brees was to get hurt, and even though Drew Brees got hurt last year and it didn't seem to matter, Michael Thomas might be better with Jameis Winston because of how just many times Jameis just looks down the field. He'll literally say, fuck it, you're out there somewhere, Michael, and he'll heave that shit up. But at the end of the day, we're going to get back to it. Devontae Adams is going to be that guy. He is going to contend to be that wide receiver one because he would have put up monster numbers last year had he have not gotten hurt if you put him out to a 16-game pace. He was a goddamn beast, so I really believe in Devontae Adams this year. And now at number 10, we have a guy that I was very wrong about last year. He was a guy where, just like Joe Mixon, not last year, but the year before, he had a shit back half of the season. In his last five games, the guy teared it up. Now, Joe Mixon, we've seen better from him than what we saw from from Derrick Henry at that time, but I was like, oh man, just fade Derrick Henry. This guy fucking sucks. He's not going to be able to do it. And then what does he do? He legitimately just grabs the defense's face mask by the face. He picks them up and he does a Mortal combat finisher on their ass. He legitimately murders the defenses. He turned Earl Thomas around and made Earl Thomas block for him. That's how crazy this guy is. This guy could easily be the league rushing title owner two years in a row. This guy makes the Jacksonville Jaguars nervous. If the When he plays the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would not be surprised this year if he ran for 300 fucking yards because he's going to, this is Sparta, these motherfuckers, 300 style, and demolish their defense. Derrick Henry is a very talented rusher. Now, he does not have that passing upside. There's going to be people saying, oh my god, back in college, back in high school, he could catch blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. They're not fucking concerned with passing him the ball. They're just going to pass him the ball like 25 times. He'll probably drop it a couple of times because the guy has stone hands, but they're going to hand him the ball, and he's going to barrel over these defensive players. Now, this guy, me, just kind of worries me because I think the Titans just are not going to look like what they looked like last year. Last year, once Ryan Tannehill took over, they looked godlike. I don't think that happens again, so I worry a bit about the team regressing, but at the end of the day, I think Derrick Henry will have another successful season in Tennessee, so if you guys have enjoyed thus far, please click that subscribe button. Next part of the video, 11 through 15. Number 11, we have Josh Jacobs. Now, Josh Jacobs is a guy that, just like Derrick Henry, people talk about, oh my god, Josh Jacobs is so fucking thick. He's thick with like seven C's, but he can't catch the ball. Blah, 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 blah. But he can actually catch the ball. Unlike this fake news about Derrick Henry that he can catch the ball, Josh Jacobs can catch the ball, and the coaching wants Josh Jacobs to get more targets. I think Josh Jacobs has a great season this year, and he explodes yet again, just like he did last year, onto the scene on a better better Las Vegas Raiders team, especially now with Henry Ruggs, who's going to be able to stretch the field. At number 12, I have Austin Eckler, Chargers running back. Now, we have... Me, internally, I have a debate every time in all these mocks. Do I want Jacobs or do I want Eckler? I flip-flop pretty much every single time. Eckler, to me, 
is like CMC Light. Both Eckler and Jacobs have top five potential as well. Eckler legitimately could catch 100 passes. He could be just like Christian McCaffrey, but with less rushing numbers. He's going to be seeing so many targets out of the backfield. I think he's a very safe pick. A lot of people are going to be fading him because they're worried about the Chargers. They're worrying about the quarterback situation. Don't worry about the quarterback situation because Phillip Rivers did not look that great last year and still dumped it off to Mr. Austin Eckler. At number 13, we have Julio Jones, another safe wide receiver. This guy is going to put up... 1,400 yards, 1,300 yards every single year. His touchdown total is terrible because in the end zone, Matt Ryan does his best Helen Keller impression or is he's just like blind. He's doing the Stevie Wonder. He can't fucking see. He's like, where's my piano? But in reality, he's playing a football game. He can't fucking see Julio Jones and he just misses Julio Jones. It makes no sense. He just will look for Hayden Hurst or something or Calvin Ridley. But who gives a fuck? The guy is safe every single goddamn year. Julio Jones at 13 is a solid place. At number 14, we have a guy who's the opposite of safe. He's like the kid who thinks that you put three condoms on and that makes the the girl not have a kid. That actually makes the condoms rip. Little known fact, that's not very good for you to all you younglings out there. Tyreek Hill has these games where he's amazing. He will win you a week, but he won't really lose you a week because his bust games are like 8, 9, 10 points. But I'd prefer to get the safer picks in guys like Julio Jones, who should be 15, 16 points every single game. But at the end of the day, Tyree Kill has that boom bust, not really bust potential. And he's on the best team in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs. At number 15, we have my boy Kenyon Drake. Gronk does not have the angle. Former Miami Dolphin, now a Cardinal, got traded in the middle of last season. Shout out to you, Kenyon Drake. I love you as a Dolphins fan. This guy tore it up at the end of the season. He legitimately butt-fucked defenses silly. It was amazing. Kenyon Drake was balling out. I think we see a lot of that this season. There's going to be the naysayers. Cliff Kingsbury's a, a air raid offense, blah, 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 blah. It didn't seem to matter last year because they were still handing it to Kenyon Drake. They're going to throw. They're going to dump it off to him. Chase Edmonds behind him is good. So if Kenyon Drake does get hurt, I worry for his job. But if he can stay healthy, I think Kenyon Drake balls out this season. Now through 16 through 20, we finally find our first tight end at number 20. But first, at 16, we have Chris Godwin, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire the cannons. Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, Tom Brady loves that slot. He is not slot shaming. Now, I don't necessarily believe that narrative because Julian Edelman was the best player on his team. If his best player was a guy that was out wide, he'd throw him the fucking ball too. So I think Chris Godwin has a great year. He had a great year last season, finished as the number two wide receiver in fantasy football, missing a couple of games. So I think he really has great upside this season, especially with a quarterback as great as Tom Brady. But if he was with Jameis, he'd be ranked even higher because I know what Jameis is. Jameis will throw the ball to him. He'll miss. He'll throw a pick. But who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, he's going to heave the ball to Chris Godwin a bunch of times. Now, at number 17, we have a guy that I'm very scared about, and that is Miles Sanders. Now, I flip-flop on him all the time because as of right now, as I'm recording this and as you're watching this, they have yet, they have not yet signed a running back to back him up. They have Boston Scott. Boston Scott does not scare me. The guy's talented. He's a great handcuff because if Sanders was to go down, he's the only one there. He's going to eat. But in the case we have now, there's no one behind Miles Sanders, so he's going to be a beast. The guy showed at the end of last season when he was the head honcho how good he is. He's got the pass-catching work. He has the rushing work. He has all the makeup of a top-five running back, which he could be as long as they don't sign anyone. But if they sign Devontae Freeman, I'm not worried at all because Devontae Freeman legitimately just can't stay healthy. At number 18, we have DeAndre Hopkins, who is an Arizona Cardinal. So now he moves from 
um, the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, his situation is a bit murky because we do know that there's not going to be some of these training camps. There's not some things that they could potentially miss where D-Hop can get a connection with Mr. Kyler Murray, Mr. 5'6", but at the end of the day, that's not going to matter too much. He's still going to get a lot of targets, but he's no longer that guy you want to be drafting potentially in the first round where he's going. I'm avoiding him at that price, but I think he will be great at number 18. At number 19, we have one of my favorite wide receivers in Kenny Galladay. If Matthew Stafford can stay healthy for a 16-game slate, Kenny Galladay could be the number one wide receiver. The guy was scoring an ass load of touchdowns, getting so many yards with David Blau as his quarterback. He did it great with Kenny Galladay there as well. Him and Stafford have a great connection. I love Galladay this season. I think he really does have that high upside. I think his upside is far higher than DeAndre Hopkins right now. Now in the future, DeAndre Hopkins is probably higher once he develops that great connection with his quarterback, Kyler Murray. At number 20, we have the first tight end like I spoke about before, Trav is Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is just the safest tight end. The guy's getting up there in age, but he's going to be seeing a lot of targets, and he's on the best team in the NFL team that's going to be scoring a shitload of points. So I love Travis Kelsey this year, yet again in 2020. He's been a top five tight end for the past zillion years, it's felt like, at this point. Now we are on to 25 through 25, so we're getting close to the end. If you have enjoyed and you have not subscribed already, please hit that. And if you're going down there below as well, please click that like button if you enjoyed. Click the dislike button if you didn't like it, because... I'm not opposed to the hate. Leave a comment as well. At number 21, we have yet another Kansas City Chiefs in Pat Mahomes. Now, I have Pat Mahomes at 21, Lamar Jackson at 22. I personally think Pat Mahomes is just the safer pick. Those rushing quarterbacks, they could potentially get hurt. Mahomes is not as much of a running quarterback, but that's not necessarily why either. I just think teams will have figured out Lamar Jackson, so that amazing season he had last year won't be looking as good. This year, I still think these are clearly the two best guys. They're in a tier of their own at the quarterback position. I love Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson for this year. Now at 23, after the two quarterbacks, we have DJ Moore, a guy who is amazing, a top 10 wide receiver this year. I have him above Mike Evans, which just shows how much I believe in the guy. Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, whoever the fuck at the quarterback position, it does not matter because Teddy Bridgewater will throw the ball to DJ Moore. DJ Moore really broke out last season, and he only scored like three touchdowns. If he ups that to just six, his numbers look even better. He's easily a top 10 wide receiver this season. I think he has a real big breakout year. At 24, we have Mr. Michael Evans. Now, there is a bit of a controversy in my own brain because I don't know what to do with these Bucks wide receivers. Godwin could be the guy. Evans could be the guy. I'm banking that I think Godwin's is more of the guy, but Evans is still going to be seeing targets. He's still going to be talented. And once Gronk goes down like week 10, like he always does, it's going to be even better for Mike Evans. And to close it out, at number 25, we have CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, rookie running bike out of LSU on the Kansas City Chiefs. They drafted him 32 in the NFL draft, first round pick 32. They talk about him. They praise him. They say, oh, my God, he's so great. They're sucking him here. They're sucking him there. He's going to be great. That's what they're saying. So I'm going to believe in him. Andy Reid loves to use the workhorse back. The Damian Williams would have been that if he did not end up getting hurt before the season started. And we saw what Damian Williams could do in the Super Bowl. It may take a couple of weeks. It may not be instant. But I think CEH puts a strong argument for potentially becoming a top 12 running back in fantasy football and potentially being a league winner, being where you can get him. But I think his ADP is going to crawl so high to where he's going to be undraftable, where he falls at the beginning of the second round, which I think could happen come August. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you disagreed with any of my rankings or want to talk about them, let me know down below in the comment section. I love each and every single one of you guys. Click that subscribe button if you haven't already. Check out one of the videos that's on your screen right now. I love each and every single one of you guys. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys tomorrow with another banger video. Good boy.